right now. Two men, one mic, no funding. It's November. Hopefully, we get funding. <laughs> What's going on, guys? You know we're back at it. We're back at it again. We didn't stay along for too long. We missed you guys too much. We hope you guys have had a great week so far. It is a Monday, because we come to you guys on a Monday. Yeah, and it's not any other day. It's definitely Monday. Back here at Sex, Drugs, and Jesus Christ. We're excited for the topic that we have today for you guys. Um, really excited to uh, get into this one with my man, Carr. Let me tell you, Carr here, let me tell you what it's all about, ladies. <laughs> Who is this imposter? Is La- this Carr? Ladies and germs. We're talking about servanthood. <laughs> As he lifts his shirts up. <laughs> shirts, you're wearing one shirt. I wanted to show Drew my belly. I saw it. Um, guys, servanthood. It's a it's a really important thing. I don't know if I can spell servanthood. I can. Servant and then hood. H-U-O-D. <laughs> <laughs> What's the second even a letter? Yep. <laughs> H-U-O-D. Servanthood. Yeah. What do you guys know about servanthood? Tell us a little about. Cool. That sounds great. I like that. (laughs) Anyway, back to us. You guys didn't pay to listen to yourselves. You didn't pay for anything. That's why we got one mic. (laughs) This is free. (laughs) It's free for your ears. Guys, so here's the deal. Drew and I were talking about servanthood the other day in the car. Servanthood sounds like a really, really old term. Usually when I think of it, I like match it with slavery, which is not the same thing at all. But it makes me think of like back in the old times if you were a slave or had a slave a slave is someone who has no willingness to do anything they're made to do whatever they're like yeah being put to work and servanthood is the opposite it's having the option to do anything else but you give all that stuff up to be able to serve the call or serve whatever you want to lay down in your life yeah right i think uh, yeah i completely agree and i think that um we live in nashville so i think that a lot of times people come to a new place, maybe away from family, and they really struggle with what their call is as being a servant. They're like, where, where is my help needed in certain situations? And um, just perspective, um, we were talking about earlier, is that when you're when you're at home, like you're asked to do things, like you're asked to like, hey, do the dishes, take out the trash, do yeah. all those types of things, <clears throat> which is almost like unwilling, like, like I don't want to do that. Like yeah. this is not me. I'm not, I don't get home from school and I'm like, let me do chores. <laughs> this is what I want to do. One man, two chores. <laughs> I want to get it all done. <laughs> <laughs> In time, video games. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, you, you're used to that lifestyle and um, if you're not trained up in uh, what servanthood looks like, you can get away from home and really kind of lose your place. That's true. That's really good. Um, I like to think of servanthood as well as an opportunity. It's almost like, obviously what it is is laying down everything else in your life to give everything that you have to one thing. And so if you can be a servant to a lot of things that aren't great, uh, and I've done that in my life. I've been a servant to, you know, music when I was in a band or a servant to, you know, video or whatever, just trying to like basically my vocation. But what usually happens is, is, when you become a servant to something, when you give everything that you have to that, you expect all this stuff back. You expect this fulfillment and these almost just incredible levels of reward that never ever come. And the reason they don't come is because those things are built to be avenues of, you know, revenue for us for money and, and also things that we're called to do for different seasons, but they're never ever supposed to be the things that we find fulfillment in. They're never supposed to be the things that 
help us grow and help us learn and change. That's why the only only servanthood that we can actually grow from is a relationship with Jesus is what I believe. Man, yeah. That's, um, that's so good. But like with that being said, is I, I feel a lot of the times that servanthood comes from uh, comes from almost like a stop in the road. You get to a point where you're like, okay, I've literally tried everything else. Nothing is working. I've tried my own way, six different routes. You know, I've yeah. tried to do, go this way and do this and try that over there. And nothing works. And you're like, okay, God, I'm going to finally do this. I'm going to finally lay down my life and become a servant to you. Um, with me explaining that, what does that look like to you if someone said, well, Drew, how do you, I mean, how do you even be a servant? Like, what do you do? Yeah, I think that's great. Um, I love what you said because we always look for, like, what do we get out of it? We live in a world, would you agree that we live in a world of transactions? Sure. Like, you pay for this and you receive this, or you do this much work, you get paid this much. Yeah. Uh, earning, deser- deserving type um, culture. And that's just the world. That's The world's always been that way. Um, I think for me personally, a way that that looks where, I, I'll be honest, I struggle with that sometimes. Like, um, I struggle with like, man, I helped them out and they didn't like do anything. They didn't even say thank you. Like yeah. that, that's hard. Like you like go out of your way to help somebody. And it's like, man, the least, like how many times I've said the least thing they could have done was say thank you. Yeah. Like, but we still don't like in servanthood, we still don't deserve that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Jesus didn't die on the cross for us to be like, thanks. Sure. You know, like yeah. he did it for such a deeper purpose and it was out of love. And so I think that that's um, where I try to stem it from, for myself and servanthood is out of love. And, uh, the best example I could think of is uh, with my wife, Lindsay. And um, a lot of the things that I do for her is not for me to gain or not for me to get back um, from her, but just out of a place of love. I think if we're rooted in love, when we serve people, the idea of like, oh, I'm doing this because uh, she told me to, or I'm doing this because like I read it in a book, or I'm doing this because fill in the blank, Yeah, yeah. Um, you kind of forget about like, getting back and it's like how can I love this person more and the way I can love this person more and to show that love is by serving them that's really good yeah that's really cool I I think servanthood too a lot of people would ask like how do I be a servant I mean the Bible shows us multiple options of being a servant and we have options from the disciples to the rich young ruler who was like Jesus was like man just sell all your stuff and come follow me yeah and he was like no I can't I can't do that and that's that's one thing too people are if you were asking me if, if you know, I was a younger, more immature version of myself, I'd be like, I, I can't give up all my stuff and just, yeah. what am I supposed to do? Just sell all my stuff and live on the street and, you know, scream Jesus to everybody I see? But that's not what we're saying that, you know, is what you should be doing, what, you know, what is applicable. What we're, we're talking about is like, where in your life can you put things down and replace them with mm. Jesus? Yeah. Where in your life can you give uh, more of yourself to someone else instead of giving more of yourself to something that benefits yourself. Yeah. And that's one thing with me that I, I've had a lot of revelation in because I've lived, I lived my life um, for a couple of years ago just solely for me. And I just, everything, I had all these goals. I want to do this for myself and be this and be a, you know, a young ruler here, this or that. And what, what happened is was I would like do these quote unquote at the time, what I thought incredible things. And meet these goals and I remember when I was in a band we didn't do like a ton of incredible tours but one tour we did was was really big and it you know there was like sold out shows every night and I remember being like man there's so many people out here I'm gonna like I'm gonna stage dive every night and I did a stage dove like every night of tour and it was like it was sick serve me (laughs) (laughs) hold me up someone serve me (laughs) it was it was one of those things that I was like man this is 
this is like it. I figured yeah. it out. Like I'm 21 years old. Like I'm crushing it. And then I got back home and it was like a week after tour. I'm like, man, I'm miserable again. This sucks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was one of those things where I, I think that was the first time that I realized because a lot of the time what we do is we just put off, we, we have these like grand ideas in our head of what it's really going to be like when we make it. Yeah. And you know, my band wasn't like going out with Kanye. So we weren't playing to like 20,000 people, but we were playing sold out venues with, you know, a thousand people in them. And that was, that was big for me. And that yeah. at the time that was really making it for me. Yeah. And, and so I think a lot of the times, what, like, like I said, what we do is we just like, well, once we actually get to that point, we'll, we'll totally feel fulfilled. And I know that I got to that point in my head, which was a, a really big goal for me at the time. And like I said, I got back home. I'm like, I'm miserable again. This sucks. Mm -hmm. And I remember my mom just kind of talking to me and she was always so great with it. She was like, you've got, she's like, when you start to feel on the inside, like, oh man, this just isn't going well for me and I'm, I'm miserable again and what can I do? I need to pick me up. I need to figure it out. She's like, when you start getting like super inward, mm -hmm. you need to just take yourself and kind of fold back out. You need to go out and serve somebody. Yeah. You need to serve in the church, serve your local community. You know, whatever, whatever you've got going on because we're built to do community with people, but we're also built to give more of ourselves to people than we are than we are back to our own self. Yeah, I truly believe that. I've seen fruit in my life so much from being, um, from when I'm selfish and or when I'm even still selfish till when I'm like, you know what? I've got to use today to make a difference in somebody else's life. I have, I have to, because I, I can't keep going on solely focused on myself. I'm just miserable doing that. I mean, what do you what do you think about? about that did you have some instances in your life where you dealt with that or i mean how how was that for you yeah um like i said just being married like pushes you into a season of servanthood that um you really just not prepared for really sure. because it, it, it understand requires that. you to be very selfless and dating can can work towards that a little bit um but literally when you have to spend every day with somebody um you really realize how it's not about you yeah. yeah, and um, man, it just falls back on on the love commitment that was made, and I, I love that so much because you see it so many times in the Bible is that like the Lord made a, com a commitment, He made a um, He made a like a, a promise to His people that He would do a certain thing, and He holds faithful to those promises, yeah. and um, that's what He falls back on, like. All the time, he's like, "Well, I said this, and I'm I'm going to do this, and this is going to happen. And I'm not going to go back on my word." And um, like, just being married to Lindsay is like the best thing in the world. Marriage is like my favorite thing in life. Like, she's my Same. best friend. Yeah, it's great. And um, but it's the, it's crazy because she, like, I, I get to practice servanthood with her every day, and um, I think that that's been a, a big a big thing for me. But like in my single life. Um, before we were married or before dating or anything like that, like I was pretty selfish. Like I was really selfish. And, um, you know, while we were dating, I've told a few people, but like while we were dating, she came up to me and she was like, I need you to be a spiritual leader. And she was like ready to break up with me. Wow. And um, that just flipped a switch. She really just pushed me, um, pushed me further into my relationship with Christ. And uh, it just took a good shove. And to realize that, oh man, like I have to pick up the pieces here. I need That's to so like good. start thinking about more people. Uh, then myself uh, need to start spending my time toward other people's things. Uh, and that was things that I did, but uh, it was never out of just like, I just want to do this to love on somebody. Like, to That's be so honest. Good. Yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, I, I did things that were helpful for people, but 
I don't know if I ever like sat and said, I'm going to intentionally do this one thing to really make a difference in someone's life. You yeah. Know? And uh, so that was just really helpful. I think for, for me, like, is there a season that that's easier for you or maybe harder for you um, to just live like a servanthood filled life? Absolutely. And that, that's actually cool that you said that because that's, that's kind of the, the way that you, that Lindsay kind of kicked you in gear. Yeah. Me meeting my, my wife now, Alexis, when I met her on the road a couple of years ago, that was the same thing that like kicked me in gear. When we started dating, when I knew that she was the one that I was going to marry, I was like, man, I've got to, I got to kick this thing up. Yeah. I've got to like get to another level because I'm not at the, I'm not at the place I need to be to marry her. I'm not, I'm not the man I need to be even close. Yeah. So that was huge. That kind of stepped me in. And one of the, one of the only things I really knew how to do was get after people and, and serve and go after God. Cause I, I didn't, I didn't know exactly what to do. And I think when it comes to seasons that are easier or harder to serve, <clears throat> we were talking about this the other night and someone asked me, so if we're, you know, while, if we're doing all this time serving, like that's great. And I, I love the opportunity to, you know, serve into the kingdom of God, make someone's life better. But like, we're still all human and we're still all dealing with selfishness. Someone was like, so what about me? You know, where, when are my dreams going to happen? Like mm-hmm. I'll serve, but what's, what's going to happen with me? And that's something that's so cool too, is what I was talking about before I had all these goals and dreams and I've made a lot of them for myself. And every time that I do, uh, either they'll come happen, they'll, you know, they'll happen to some degree or come true. And I'll, I'll just be like, huh, that was cool. Okay, what's next? And it was it was yeah. one of those things that I don't think I ever truly knew who I was or truly knew what the goals and dreams God had in my heart uh, until I jumped like full wholeheartedly into servanthood. Yeah, and that was something that's so cool is that I've been taught through the years through a bunch of just incredible people. It's just that you don't even truly know who you are until you give everything that you think you know about yourself up. Yeah, and that was a that was a big thing that kind of hit me. It was like, wow, that's a that's that's definitely true because all these all these preconceived notions about yourself, um, everything changes when you when you get married. Yeah. Everything changes when you say, okay, what does today look like if I don't live for me first? Mm-hmm. What if I put me second? What if I put me third? Mm-hmm. What does today look like? And um, with that being, there's been seasons that have definitely been easier and harder for me, but this is even kind of a harder season because I've I've stepped out and we've talked about it before how I'm you know just I do full time video and I've also done. Uh, I do a couple other things on the side, but but what this season has taught me is that God has been been my full time provider yeah. in this season in things where I'm like, man, I just feel like I'm not working hard enough. I feel like I'm not going after things. I feel like I'm, you know, I feel like I'm just being lazy. And God has constantly been my full time provider, and and God's just constantly reminding me, and like, hey, I'm not I'm not asking you to provide for yourself. Yeah. I'm literally just asking you to be a servant of me. Yep. I'm just asking you to serve me and serve your wife and I'll provide for you and you'll continue to grow on the way and your character will be stretched and you'll get to the next level of where you're supposed to be because you're putting servanthood above provision. Yep. You're putting servanthood above, servanthood above, okay, what's next? Okay, how can I get better? How can I grow my business? How can I, like, God's like, just just wait on that. I will literally do that for you. But if you put your effort in a servanthood and being a good servant of me and of my people and of you know, your wife, it's, it's all going to happen, but I need that to happen first. Yeah. So that was something that was so big with me. That's something that taught me so well about what I need to, um, what I need to do and be to, to be a servant, even in times where it's not really hard. Yeah. I think it's in Exodus 11, um, 11, 11. 
Nope, not that. <laughs> it's somewhere in the Bible. It talks about uh, like only to be still and the Lord fights for you. Like, and I think that that I think being still is um, in other places in Scripture. It talks about. Uh, like being still and knowing that he is God. And I think when we know who God is, we know that being a servant is part of who God is. Like he sent cool. Jesus to be a servant. And we're, when we're called to be like him, um, we mold and shift our life through his grace and through his power to look like the servant of Jesus. And uh, in doing that, we become like him. And he fights for us in those seasons. And yeah. um, like just for the podcast people out there, Carson served me hard yesterday. I no, did. was it? When was it? Tuesday? Yeah, it was, it was, it was like a while two, back. Two, three days ago. And it was great. He made me, you made me mushroom chicken, <laughs> mushroom <laughs> chicken nuggets. He made me grapes. He made me watermelon. And he made me, there was one more thing. I oh, can't remember what it was. was it. And a bowl of ketchup. It was really it nice. Was so good. He was like, I'm serving you, bud. And like, it was a really nice time. Um, but yeah, like, I think that, I think when we serve people, and the, the cool thing about, um, our wives in, in doing that and like coming to us and be like, Hey, this is what I need in a husband. Yeah. I think that that's a very, very precious place of servanthood on their part too. Absolutely. Because they're, they're saying I'd rather give up something that I really desire, uh, to see somebody else go further in life. It's like she, she wanted to say she loved the relationship that we had, but she said, I'd rather see you grow closer to the Lord and be that than be my husband. And I think that if somebody's willing to sacrifice something, I think that's the key thing you talked about earlier is like servanthood is sacrificial. And it's yeah. different from just like working and uh, getting paid, but it's like you're sacrificing something. Yeah. And that's the biggest part too. That's that's one of the coolest things as well is that actually when you get to serve, when you get to lay something down, you, you get something back. And yeah. that's the cool thing too is that a, a lot of the times we don't look at it that way. We look at it as... If we're being a servant, we're just laying everything down at the feet of Jesus, at the feet of whoever, and we're just serving for this period. And yeah, for that period, it does look like you're not really gaining anything. It looks like all you're doing is giving, but through that giving, you're getting a lot back. And then there's actually physical things that you get back too. So um, I think that's a really good way to put it though, is that like, I know, like you said, and like, you know, I've said before, our wives really taught us how to serve, oh, honestly, yeah. <laughs> way more than I would have learned anywhere else. But yeah. Um, that's something that's so huge, guys. And that if you are just, like we said before, if you're really, really struggling with being in a place where you're like, man, I just, I don't know where to go. I don't know what the next step is. I don't know where I fit in. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Servanthood is the quickest way to find that out. And um, you don't even have to serve, quote unquote, in the area that you think that you're supposed to be called in. Hmm. If you think that you're like, oh, I'm called to be an artist, you don't have to go serve at a studio I yeah. mean, that, that doesn't matter. It, yeah. God doesn't say, well, if you don't serve exactly in the place that you're supposed to be at, then you're not going to go forward. That's, that's not true. You just It's just about being a servanthood and God's seeing your heart change and seeing that you're like, wow, I really want to try and, and, and do this. I want to try to do something better and try to give more of myself and take less. And through that, God sees that and he offers you opportunities that say, I, I can definitely tell your heart is changing. I can definitely tell you're becoming a different person. Let me give you an opportunity to grow in the field that you wanted to grow in. I love that. Have you seen that in your life? Have you seen that that play out? Absolutely, I definitely have. That was, like I said before, is that like you know I'd went through times where all I did was just give um, all my time and effort towards my goals and my dreams, and um, I definitely saw like when I started doing video, I was just trying everything I knew how to get clients and everything I knew how to get jobs and stuff, and just 
blowing people up online and calling people and just trying to figure out how to get more jobs coming in regularly. And um, God just, I just felt in my heart really, really strongly to just be like, just put everything down, yeah. serve something and allow me to take care of the rest. And, and that's what I did. I didn't strive after anything. I just served in, in a local ministry and, and served when I couldn't serve my wife. And then he just brought me jobs one after another, after another. I didn't yeah. even have to do anything for it. Wow. And that's something that's, that's yeah, so cool is that we don't have to, it's, it's, when, when we think about how we serve an, uh, a God who's unconditional, like his love for us, we don't deserve it and we can't really earn the things that he gives us. But exactly. we just, it's, it's so hard for us to get through our heads because we've never actually had a relationship with someone like that before. But that's one thing that ser- servanthood taught me is that, like, hey, we can't earn this and, and we don't actually deserve this. But here's a great way to start, like, giving back if mm-hmm. we could. You know yeah. what I mean? I love that. And if you guys out there have any questions about servanthood and or any other podcasts that we've, I've shared with you guys up to this point. Um, please go over to Instagram. We are at Sex, Drugs, and Jesus Christ on Instagram. And um, if you want to ask us anything, DM us or anything like that, we're usually pretty live there. So if you want to uh, go further into some of these topics, we love to talk about um, anything that you love to talk about, maybe even other uh, podcast ideas. Do you have anything you want to add to this one before we close? No, that was that was basically it. Um, I did want to talk about the one time, though. There's this really important thing, guys. This is totally true tales. Um, totally true tales. This is my favorite real, thing. Real quick, I wanted to talk about that one time that you told me um, that you had a dream that you were a 1600s hands maiden. Yeah. And you were serving. You were serving a kingdom, but you actually um, the dream wasn't like. Basically, you told me that you had the dream, but you woke up and you were like actually in that world. It was weird. Have you ever? Weird? Have you? Yeah. Have you ever? Um, it's called falling into a quantum peep. You ever heard of that? Mm-mm. It's a. Uh, it's really sci-fi. It's in some some movies uh, talk about Odyssey four thousand. It's in that movie, a quantum peep. Is and, that real? Yeah. It's you. You fall asleep, and um, it's some somehow whenever the covers have reached like the maximum coolness of the night, uh, a quantum peep opens at the very foot of your bed. And if you are a restless sleeper like I am, sometimes you, you can get sucked into it. And so I was dreaming and um, woke up in the 1600s, and uh, I was a handsmaid. And um, I didn't know what that meant. Like I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the definition of handsmaid was. Uh, I made it up. And um, so whenever people would come and ask me what I was, I, I just told them I was a handsmaid. And so since I didn't know what that was, but I knew that was an actual occupation, I used to. Um, like dress my hand up like in the black and and white <laughs> the white just your hand not your whole body <laughs> just my right hand yeah just oh. uh, the black and white maids outfit and I would um, I would do puppet shows and that was oh, real wow. big for the, in the court like the puppet shows and I would do voices for for it and um, people would pay me like they would tip me every every so often like peaches and pears not not nothing cash like I, I needed not real I needed money. money just pears yeah pears and peaches and um did a few shows i did probably three shows a week uh the king was really pleased i actually made it onto his uh weekend uh roster where um i would just get to come by and just <laughs> do one out show with the joker and the Jester. yeah yeah and john I would, stamos john stamos was he fell into the peep really? you know yeah yeah we really? have a tv show that's like it's 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 in the 1600s but we have a one news channel that's like current in 2018 and it just talks about the people that have felt fallen into the peep. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And we, we talked about how to get back. And um, I was actually the only one to make it. John Stamos is still there. That's why he hasn't been in any shows lately. Uh, <laughs> he's still he's still being a, a foot, he was, 
had a fallout with his casting director. That sucks. Yeah, he was okay. He he's a foot's maid. He actually does, uses all of his feet. He's known for that. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, guys, now you know. If you ever fall into a peep, you know, watch your hands. <laughs> <laughs>